This is Bourbon Pursuit, the official podcast of bourbon, bringing to you the best in news, reviews, and interviews with people making the bourbon whiskey industry happen. And I'm one of your hosts, Kenny Coleman. Well, this month we're skipping the roundtable because well, Memorial Day timing just didn't work out. But I wanted to bring another great session that we had from our Whiskey From Home event that we held back in May of 2020. And in this one, I'm joined by David Jennings of Rare Bird 101, Caroline Paulus of The Bourbon Review and Justin's House of Bourbon, plus Pops from over at Bourbon and Banter. And we talk about the secret to finding great bourbon. But at the same exact time, what are those fatal flaws that people make when they start bourbon hunting? This was streamed to over 50,000 people back then. And if you want to catch the replays from the entire event, just head over to whiskeyfromhome.com to go and check it out. Well, with that, enjoy this week's episode right here after the break. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or TheBourbonConcierge.com, and you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits, and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. And they're off for another Gift 270 2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at Give270.org. Charitable Gaming License ORG 0002703. All right, so moving into our next segment, you know, so today we're, we're trying to find a bunch of different topics that really span, you know, really, like I said, a lot of different ways of like, are you a beginner with inside of bourbon? Are you moderate? Are you advanced? I mean, the guys from Breaking Bourbon gave us a huge lesson on really like the, the 101 and even going to the 201 level of really like what is bourbon and stuff like that too. And so this next session, what we're going to be doing is bringing in some other great names here. And what we're talking about is actually finding the secret, or should I say the secret to finding great bourbon and other things that you shouldn't do in the process as well. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce some of our panelists for this. So I'm going to start off at my top right with David Jennings. So David, go ahead and tell people where, you know, who you are, and where they can find out more about you. Oh, great. Uh, well, thank you for having me on this. Um, I'm David Jennings, of course. Uh, I have a blog, rarebird101.com, 
which is all about wild turkey. Uh, I'm just a huge wild turkey fan, and uh, it's it's been running for several years now. There's lots of reviews and information about bottles and the Russells and just tons of stuff. Uh, I have a book that's going to be coming out soon called American Spirit, Wild Turkey Bourbon from Rippy to Russell. Um, and uh, I have a site that, that launched just today, wildturkeybook.com, uh, which is where you will go to pre-order and uh, buy the book and that type of thing. It's just uh, it's just a basic information and some teasers on there right now. Uh, but I'm on social, I'm Twitter, Instagram, Patreon. Uh, just uh, look for at rarebird101 on Instagram, uh, at rbird101 on Twitter, and then patreon.com slash rarebird101. I feel like we're giving up some secrets before we start here because I feel that you're going to talk about great whiskey. You're going to, you're going to talk about wild turkey a lot. <laughs> you know it, man. <laughs> All right. So next I'm going to go to Caroline. Hey, guys. Um, my name is Caroline Paulus. I am the senior editor for The Bourbon Review. Um, we are the oldest running print magazine in bourbon, started about 11 years ago. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram, usually at Bourbon Review. Um, or at Go Bourbon. Um, and then I'm also, uh, although I'm not technically repping them today, this will come into play quite a bit as we talk about where to find good bourbon. I'm also the whiskey historian at Justin's House of Bourbon, which holds the largest collection of rare and vintage bourbon for sale in the entire world. So I also want to preface this because you have an interesting past as well of your education. I want people to kind of know more about, <laughs> about you too. Um, so I actually studied archaeology, uh, in school and did, um, three years of field and lab work, uh, doing archaeology here in the Southeast, um, from Wisconsin originally, but have been here six years. And of course, all the history and archaeology in Kentucky eventually leads you to bourbon somehow. And so that's why you're our whiskey historian, right? Yes. Love it. And Pops from Bourbon and Banter. Hey guys, how's everybody doing today? Doing um, great. Excellent. So, um, Pops, I'm from Bourbon and Banter at bourbonbanter.com. And we are in our, I think, our ninth year now. I've uh, been write, writing for a long time about bourbon reviews, uh, distillery visits, tours, gear interviews, just about everything we can think of in the space. And we have a fantastic team comprised of around 15 people from around the country that gives us a very diverse uh, set of views and palettes to bring to the table. So, we hope uh, people will check us out and you can find us on all the social channels at Bourbon Banter. And real excited, uh, about four weeks ago, we launched our first podcast. We finally uh, decided to throw our hat in the ring. We thought Kenny uh, uh, set such a great example. We give it a shot. So we encourage people to check that out today and real excited to be here. Yeah, I know your first one was about the, uh, the Waffle House or something like that, right? That's right. Yeah. The Waffle House Armageddon. Yeah. Because now that they're, they, they talked about closing Waffle Houses for COVID, that's, that's like, that's, that is, that's the true definition Crazy, of pandemic. Right? Yeah, right? absolutely. So let's go ahead and let's kick off the session today. As I mentioned, we're going to be talking about the secret to finding great bourbon. And now the one thing that we have to understand is that there's great bourbon everywhere. We had a session earlier. We talked about some of the, the shelfers and everyday stuff that you can find out there. But I kind of want to give people a check of like what the current state is of the affair of like going out and looking for super rare or limited release bourbons. Now. Uh, Pops, I'll look at you. Do you think it's still like, is it worth for people to put in the time and effort to go out and keep hunting rare and limited edition bourbons? You know, I, I think it really comes down to a couple things. First and foremost, if you enjoy the hunt, right? There's certain people that just love 
the thrill of the chase. And for them, if it was easily uh, accessible, you wouldn't have that hunt aspect. So if you, the type of person that likes to hunt things down and chase around, then obviously it's there. But I think the biggest challenge comes down to the fact that the limited editions are really, really getting hard to get at least um, at fair prices, right? So a lot of liquor stores will hold them back. They'll put them up on a shelf. They'll raise the price of them. So you have to really build out your network um, of people who you know, uh, building those relationships so you can have access to it. But obviously the challenge with that is there's so many, only so many relationships a liquor store can hold uh, and allocate through what they get from the store. So I think there's some element of it you can still do. For me, um, it's all about who you know and then working the relationships that you build. Yeah, we've we've always talked about the relationship building and stuff like that too. Now, now Caroline, you actually are, you know, you work as a part of Justin's House of Bourbon, which anybody that is unfamiliar with it, it is a it is a liquor store that has two locations, one in Louisville and one in Lexington, and they have taken advantage of a few laws that have been passed in recent history of being able to have what's called a vintage law, being able to spell or sell vintage spirits meaning that they can legally sell things such as like pre-prohibition era bottles, um, big collector unicorns that have been uh, accessed over the years. And so they kind of have like a buy, sell trade network that goes through there. Now for the things that kind of come out the market, let's just say in uh, the next few months as we start heading into like fall release season, which is the time that everybody starts going a little crazy. What's What would be some of those tips that you would tell people that should they be hunting rare bourbons or should you say like, you know, like it, those days might be over. Um, I actually think that it's a great time to be hunting rare bourbons, but not all of the rare bourbons. Um, if you look at all the craft distilleries, the special releases that they're doing um, from littler guys like Luxro with the blood oath line um, all the way up to bigger guys, you know, like um, Woodford adding in a second master's collection release every year. I think that there is going to be, you know, up to a certain point, uh, an expanding number of limited releases each year. Um, however, <laughs> the time that you will be able to walk into a liquor store and buy a bottle of Pappy for $99 is probably over. Um, that doesn't mean though, that there aren't cool bottles that you can be hunting for. Uh, you just have to kind of prioritize, you know, the ones you're willing to put that time in or that money in for. Um, but I think that, you know, small distilleries to, you know, like I said, bigger people as well, um, are going to be not only expanding, uh, availability as, you know, we kind of come up on, um, everybody having put in more stills, more mashers, um, and, and aging over the next few years. Um, I think that you'll find that there are more options than ever, even if there aren't more specific bottles of the ones that everybody tells you to want, like Pappy and BTAC. There is, there is that, that small little hurdle of, Oh, you've got to, you got to see that there's, there's a bigger window of things out there besides just Pappy and the antique collection. Amen to that. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> and that's, I'm, I'm glad kind of David jumped in there because David has a, I remember we had a pretty funny chat one day because I was, and this I think was probably like two years ago, something like that. And we got to understand that everything is, is hysteria and it's hype now. And there was a release for an old Weller antique 107 that was happening at a liquor store here in Louisville. And I got up early. I was like, I don't have anything else to do on a Saturday. I'll go up early. I'll go wait in line with a bunch of the crazies to get a, a store pick of a bottle of Weller or of, yeah, of Weller 107. And I remember David vividly replying back to like the Instagram message, or maybe it was a Twitter or something like that saying, uh, this is why I drink Turkey. <laughs> yep. 
it was the whole NCF thing. And I'm like, Russell's reserve single barrels, like always NCF. But anyway, um, I guess I, I can jump in now, huh? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to talk specifics. I, I don't disagree with anything that uh, Caroline or Pops has said here. I think they all had great advice, but I'm here to talk about wild turkey. Um, I think that if you are chasing uh, unicorns, that's fine. Uh, if you enjoy the hunt, if you have the money uh, and time to waste, uh, go for it. Uh, but but I can tell you right now that there are liquor stores all around this country with bottles of the highest quality just sitting there waiting for you to discover them. And I'm going to give you all a few today um, that are some of my uh, favorites uh, to look for. Um, the first is uh, Russell's Reserve Single Barrel Private Selections. OK, they now have this newer label and you can find them now at over 10 years of age. There you go. Like this one here from Masano's is uh is 10 years and two months okay so think about this for a second russell's reserve 10-year the early 2000s bottle the 10-year that's 101 proof people pay hundreds of dollars for it on the secondary okay this is a 10-year turkey at 110 proof so it's five points away from the barrel entry proof whereas that older russell's is six points away from the barrel entry proof so i mean 60 dollars. this is a 10-year you know turkey OK, and you can pay hundreds for the Russell's, you know, one on one tenure if, if, if you really want to. Um, but why? Uh, another one I, I like to, to grab is uh, the single barrel rye. You don't have to have a private selection of, of this one. Uh, in fact, you won't be finding them anytime soon. Um, but uh, the regular standard shelf single barrel rye is hands down phenomenal rye whiskey. Um, I would put it up there with uh, people are going to hate me for this, but I put it up there with handy. Uh, that's just me. Um, it's just, it's, it's that good. Um, especially the last couple of years, uh, just been killer. Um, and that's like $69 right there. Um, and if you have a liquor store with a decent selection, you, you'll probably find it. Um, another master's keep here. So I've got, you know, I've got the 17 and all this way and the cornerstone up there. Um, you can find master's keeps all over the place. You can find decades pretty much everywhere. Um, Revival still out there. Um, it just takes a little bit of traveling around, calling, uh, checking with stores, checking with Justin's House of Urban. Um, you will find these things there. Um, and, and these are high quality whiskeys. I mean, and, and they're from a distiller, an actual distillery. This isn't some mystery orphan barrel, you know, NDP stuff, you know, story that came from MGP or something. This and nothing against MGP. But uh, this is just this is real Kentucky bourbon from the Russells. Uh, most of these master's keeps are, are well aged. Um, Cornerstone's nine and you have the 17 you have decades, which is 10 to 20 you have revival, which is 12 to 15. I mean, these are these are high quality products. And, uh, you know, if you're passing them by and looking for Elmer T. Lee or whatever, I mean, that's fine if that's what you want to do. But I think that you're missing out on a great opportunity for something that's just sitting there right on the shelf, right? They're waiting for you. It was funny. I saw some of the chat comments come in and they were like, oh, Rare Bird going to talk about wild turkey. Big surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, it's true. Like wild turkey is one of those brands that is one of those staples. It's readily always available. They have great single barrel selections. Definitely. And But it doesn't always live. It doesn't have this like insane hype factor behind it. That's true. That's true. And I mean, I, I actually did come to the table with a couple non turkeys, but I mean, I don't want to hog up all the time. So <laughs> I think I think I can leave it with turkey and, and I'll be perfectly happy. 
Well, yeah, because there's one thing that you had kind of mentioned there, and I'll kind of I'll put it over to Pops here, was talking about single barrel selections, right? I mean, like single barrel selections mm-hmm. are one of the key things that we talk about nowadays that it is it is unique because A, you or your friends or somebody you know or the liquor store that you frequent actually went to the distillery or had samples shipped to them during this particular time and selected that barrel, right? I mean, it is something that, as we all know, Every barrel is unique, uh, whether it was, you know, distilled and aged right next to each other, it finishes unique. So Pops, kind of talk about, you know, some of the barrel picks that you've been on and like, really, what do you think makes single barrels maybe a, 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 a today's kind of unicorn? Sure. I just want to tag on to something that he said. Um, you know, he's talking about everyday turkey sitting on the shelf being great stuff. You know, when we look at the the title of this segment, you know, and, you know, secret to finding great bourbon. I think the big thing that we always try to reinforce is just because it's a limited edition, just because it's something special, doesn't mean it's great bourbon. And more importantly, doesn't mean it's worth the limited edition price tag, right? So once again, you know, we always talk about, should I try it first? Should I buy a bottle? Should I go to bar? Um, And we, so we really subscribe to this philosophy of drinking curious and exploring things and trying them, right? Don't jump on the hype train, right? And the best way to avoid that, to David's point is, the drink, the things that are well-established, they're, they're plentiful. And that leads us to the single barrels. So if someone is like, well, I like wild turkey and I've drank the regular Russell's Reserve off the shelf, how, where do I go from there? So we are big proponents of single barrels. And when we have done our single barrels, what we always look for is an opportunity to get something that, you know, is a little bit different than what you can get off the shelf, right? It's all shades of the same thing. But we look for these unique opportunities at our palette and we try to bring those out to our readers and the people with the stores that we work with. But I like getting the selections from other folks because they're different palettes, right? There's something that mm-hmm. they really honed in on that shine that really piqued their attention. And for me, those are what's really fun is why did, you know, um, you know, why did Kenny like this barrel that he picked? What was it about it that he really enjoyed? That's different from what I would have picked out. Right. And I think that's where there's so many options. So instead of chasing down the limited releases, it's about finding those single um, barrel picks, whether locally, uh, online stores. And then I talked about relationships earlier and it's not really just, you know, a lot of the relationships with the liquor stores are, you know, that's over the relationships are with people, um, that are on these, on this you know event today, right. Getting to know people locally and online, making friends, sharing what you have. Um, and you know, bourbon whiskey people are some of the most generous people in the world and Amen. we know Great them point. and make those friendships. You know, you can have access to some truly amazing things. Yeah, I, and I think you uh, you definitely hit on a, a good another note right there about how you can get access to good whiskey is having good friends. Yes. Oh, absolutely, definitely. I, people always ask me, they're like, "Do you do you go out and hunt, collect a lot?" And I was like, "I do a little bit, but it's better just to have a real good network of friends who are they, that really you know get off on that hunt, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then you share, um, and that's kind of you know what you know we call ourselves bourbon and banter because it's about sharing whiskey, having conversations, and so this all fits together perfectly. So Caroline, what about you? What do you think are some good options of, of ways that you can find really good whiskey today? Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point of sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner. 
that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in-line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone. Transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus Magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon, the farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus Magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S.com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. So Caroline, what about you? What do you think are some good options of, of ways that you can find really good whiskey? Well, um, just to circle back to the single barrel comments, um, you know, about it being finding that something different, something that you won't uh, walk in and find on any shelf in any Walgreens. Um, for me, you know, the most fun single barrels recently, just in the last six months that, that we've chosen, uh, have been from younger craft distilleries. Um, you know, Peerless, Wilderness Trail, and New Riff are three that I'll throw out as having single barrels that are just the weirdest things in the best ways. Um, whether it's just odd smoke notes that you just can't get enough of. Um, I've got a New Riff single barrel that had a great bubblegum sticker in the description. And we were like, we got to try that. And it was dead on. Uh, it was very cool. Um, so for having that off the wall bottle, you know, smaller craft distilleries might be the way to go. Um, and, you know, in a few years, they'll have those big 10, 15 year limited editions. So if you get in on the, on the ground floor as a fan of them, you know, follow their networks. Um, would be my other tip, you know, you can have a ton of great friends in the bourbon industry and that's obviously the way to go. Um, but becoming, you know, a friend or a, even just a follower, a liker on Facebook, Instagram of the distilleries can also help, uh, this week four roses released a bunch of distillery pick single barrels. The only way you would have known that is had you followed four roses on Instagram, Facebook, et cetera. Um, so, you know, making friends, not necessarily, you know, with the gift shop people, but, um, but even just on Facebook, uh, giving them that like um, can kind of keep you on the ground floor of the information there. Well, I do know that you had mentioned the Four Roses thing. I think that the word got out because I saw people that they were calling for like hours on end and they couldn't get through. <laughs> yes. So they got to be doing something, right? If that's if that's what it's taking, that people really need their Four Roses. And I do have a, kind of an inside line on the fact that um, Heaven Hill may be starting some kind of curbside drop off something with some of their limited editions here in the, in the next couple of weeks. So keep your eyes peeled for that too. There you go. You heard it here first from whiskey at home. <laughs> now, Caroline, another thing that you had mentioned there uh, with the barrel picks is finding like those particular flavors. I know mm -hmm. that I have had some people and shout out to like Cleveland bourbon club and a few other ones that when they go and they select like a Buffalo trace barrel, it doesn't taste anything like a Buffalo Trace Barrel. Like it is like completely off profile. I was like, is this a rye? Like what the <laughs> hell is this thing? 
are, are you looking for something that's just like completely off the wall or are you looking for something that, you know, you, you know, your customer base, like something that's going to sell. So that is, that is the rub. Um, what I like and what's going to sell is not always the same thing. So I do want that weird off the wall, you know, myself, you guys here on the stream and probably so, so many of you at home drink, um, more than our fair share of bourbon. And that makes it more exciting for us when we find one that's really weird, really different. However, um, you know, being in a, an experiential retail spot where we're having, you know, people coming from all over the world to see the bourbon trail, you know, see the distilleries, to see Justin's house of bourbon. Um, we do go a little bit more toward the crowd pleaser route for barrels that we pick, uh, for the store. Yep. Not necessarily, you know, um, something that you'll find on any shelf, but certainly, uh, Nothing that's going to be too off the wall. Like, it's just always solid, right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to be like, what were these people thinking? Like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's I had the one a, I want. That's the one I get outvoted for. <laughs> I had a new riff pick from, from you guys. I had to go back and get a second bottle because it was so awesome. It was not the typical new riff that I've I had in the past. that's the great one, yeah. Definitely. It was awesome. It is awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I got another one. <laughs> we've done eight new riff picks there, and that one was um, was something crazy. And we've had a few others, like I said, that really stood out for me. Um, with those other small craft distilleries as being, you know, just really fun ones to drink and and solid all around bourbon to begin with, but also something totally different. I love it. It's a great one. Now, David, you had some other bottles you said you were going to kind of share. What, what do you arm? Yeah, I was like, what do you what do you have uh, <laughs> like hiding for us here? Okay, well, okay, well, I just had two, and, and these are kind of one of them's obvious, I think. But uh, uh, Knob Creek single barrels. Uh, if you're looking for something with a nice age statement on them. Uh, they can be hit or miss in my opinion. I mean, I've, I've had some of the 14, 15 year, 13 to 15 year range that have been a little bit too much char for me. Um, but, uh, I've had some that are pretty amazing, like up there with like Booker's 30th kind of level, you know, it it really just, uh, it really depends. But I mean, for $55, I mean, some places get those Knob Creek picks for like less than that. Um, but you know, in that 55 range, that's, that's pretty killer to to get a 14 year or so you know age statement on a on a bourbon that's pretty close to barrel proof. Um, so you know, watch out for those. Uh, another tip I'll give is, and here let me grab this here. Okay, so a lot of people overlook High West. Okay, and I think uh, they it has the, these these labels here. They just kind of like they all look similar and they kind of blend into the to the the shelf. Okay all beside each other. But if you look carefully, the batch number here, okay, those first two digits will tell you the year. And for example, I found this down the street. This is a 2016 Bora, and it's got nine to 17 year MGP juice in it. I mean, nine to 17 year whiskey, you know, for like 70 bucks. I mean, if somebody put out a nine, you know, to 17 year blend MGP now, how much you think it would cost, you know? So uh, that's just, you know, when you go shopping, look at the High West labels, dig for the back, go to the back of the shelf and see if you can find some, you know, from years ago. And you probably will. Uh, And uh, so anyway, those are those are two non turkeys to throw out there. That's it. That's a really good tip. What about Pops? Do you have any other good tips like that for people that are out there hunting, looking for something that's uh, maybe not as so, you know, right, right in front of your face? You know, I, it's, it's funny. I, uh, no secret coding tips there like David's got there, but, um, 
you know, one of the things that I tend to explore is, you know, when we talk about craft, right? Some of the, the craft distilleries, you know, a lot of the stuff is young. That's obviously a common thread that people talk about, but as many of these places are coming of age, right? They're putting out some, some pretty special stuff. So there was a distillery in St. Louis who put out a Missouri's first five-year rye and they did it barrel strength. And it was just absolutely fantastic. And it just shows to go that sometimes the, the normal stuff they get on the shelf may not be exactly there, but they're putting out some, some gems. So I think we kind of cross, you know, you know, check the box for both a, a single barrel, if you're looking for that, as well as um, something that's limited edition. I think there's some really gems there that you can track down that may be completely different than what your experience is with their regular releases. Um, so I think that's something uh, for people to check out and uh, not to overlook. Definitely. All right. Absolutely. Those are all good points. Now, the one thing I want to start kind of like figuring out like the second part of this, even though we've got just a few minutes left, are like, what are those cardinal sins that people probably break when they're trying to sit there and maybe just look for the next bottle or maybe they're hunting? Like, what should they not do to make sure that they can sort of steer off that path? Whoever wants to take that one can go for it. Well, I've got some points I wrote down. Um, just to, I like you know, when you come prepared. You know what you're doing. <laughs> I don't know. I try. Uh, I do like winging it, but I was like, I better, I better kind of up my game a little bit for, for whiskey from home. Okay. So I got four points to make here. All right. Number one, fight the FOMO. Uh, FOMO for those of you who don't know is the fear of missing out. You got to fight it because let, let's face it. You're not going to have every is whiskey that you want. You're just not, you're not going to get every special release, you know, every BTAC, every Pappy or whatever. You're just not going to, I mean, unless you just have just disposable income at, a, at an insane level and more time on your hands than, than most Americans, you are not going to get all of these whiskeys. So just, just accept it and be happy with what you can get. Because when you do get something really rare and special, you do find that George T. Stag or the, the liquor store owner says, hey man, you've been a good customer for a long time. I'm gonna give you the stag. It's some, it becomes something very special. Um, and, and, and it's like, you didn't really do anything. You didn't spend a lot of money or energy trying to get it. It just kind of happened. And it's like, wow, that was awesome. You know? So fight that FOMO. Okay. We've talked about some other things you can chase, you know, go after those things. Um, second thing, don't overpay. Uh, you know, there are stores that you can go into and they'll have like Elmer T. Lee sitting on a shelf for like $600 or something. It's not worth that folks. Just, just don't. I mean, I mean, I, I can't really tell you how to spend your money. I probably shouldn't, but I mean, I wouldn't spend that for Elmer T. Lee. Um, so, you know, you got to have something where the price is going to make you feel good inside when you're sipping the whiskey. And if you overpay, you're going to have regret and it's going to make the hobby not so fun for you. So don't overpay. Uh, the third thing is be careful. Um, there's a lot of scams out there. There's a lot of people that are saying that they can get you things that maybe they really can't, or, you know, maybe they're not exactly on the up and up. So be very careful. I would, if you're looking for like vintage things in particular or rarities, go to Justin's house of bourbon, then you don't have to worry about that stuff. And, uh, but you know, I'm just saying, you know, be careful. And uh, the last one is probably the most important one of all this. And that's drink wild turkey. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. But, you know, David, you did bring up a good point there about like having a like no like un, unlimited disposable income. And that's where Caroline could actually come in. And, you know, they've got a, a whole museum of whiskey that if you want to pay for it, you can have it. True. So, Caroline, I kind of want to get an idea of like 
what are some of the things that, you know, you work in the retail store when you're there, what are some of those things that you hear time and time again that you just don't want to hear anymore? <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> this is going to get me in trouble. Um, this, this does kind of go back uh, to, to David's first point was that you're not going to get everything you want. Um, you know, if you're a customer that, that we've hooked up with Blanton's or, you know, Weller, what have you, and then you come and ask for BTAC later in the year, you know, you've already kind of used your favors. So you got to prioritize, you know, those bottles that you're looking for, um, that, you know, that, you know, you've, you've tasted this one, uh, you know, this one edition of the Michter's toasted barrel bourbon, and you've got to have that one. And that's what you're going to ask for this year. You know, um, not that, you know, your liquor store owner is Santa or anything, but you can't ask Santa for the pony and the trampoline and the PS4. You got to pick one thing. Um, and, and maybe if you're good, he'll bring it. Um, but I also, you know, just, uh, talking about the bourbons that, you know, people have been told to come to Kentucky to find, um, and it's Blanton's and Weller and, you know, et cetera. Um, and I don't want people to come away disappointed when they can't get that specific bottle for the price that they wanted it for. Um, because there are, you know, spicier, stronger, smoother, you know, what have you, whatever direction you want to go in, uh, bourbons that'll fit their palate better, not necessarily better or worse, just bourbons that they'll enjoy more. Um, so that is another tip that I'll give is to go to a store that has a tasting bar where you can try a few things, figure out what you might enjoy before you buy. I'm curious, do you all have like a tally sheet in the back that says like when every time somebody comes in and asks for Blanton's or you're like, yeah, just put another tally on the box here. <laughs> we do not, but we're going to start that. We're going to start that. <laughs> we have it, um, but we have to purchase from private collectors. So it is not going to be retail priced. We've paid above that for it. There you go. So that's that's the difference between Justin's. Everybody's always like, oh, they're price gouging. Like, no, they don't get the kind of allocation you think they get. Like they they buy it so they can have it on the shelves. And so if anybody wants it, you know where you can actually get it. We've gone out of our way to hunt it down for you guys, but we had to pay above that retail for it. Exactly. And Pops, what about you? What what are what's a cardinal sin that people might break when they're trying to hunt for rare bourbon? So I'll do two building off of David's one. Do your research, right? Um, you know, know what you're looking for. Get some sense, read some reviews, some early feedback, see if it's going to align with your palate, right? I think it's always good to identify some resources online that you think align with your palate, right? And trust them, right? And it make It's kind of like doing early re, you know, research. So I think that's important. And most importantly, uh, at the end of the day, think for yourself, right? I mean, don't buy something just because it's trendy. Don't buy something just because you don't want to miss out on it. Ultimately, drink it because it's going to be what you want to drink and, you know, own it, right? We we talk a lot about people who buy something and hey, bought this. What do people think? That's the worst thing you can do, right? Because you're you're basically letting someone else's opinion, you know, cloud yours. So you know, do your research, buy what you want based on that research, and then own it, drink it, and then learn from it. So the next time you go out to market, you're better informed, and that way, whatever money you spend, right, um, it's money well spent. That second point, drink it, is the most important point. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> It's not going to just be on the shelves forever if you just to look at, right? Like open it up, share it, enjoy it with friends. And that's kind of what all Whiskey from Home is all about. So after all this is over and you get to see your friends in groups of gatherings of 10 or less, bring a good bottle, crack it open and enjoy the time that you wouldn't be able to do otherwise because you took an opportunity like this for granted. So make sure you do that. So David, Caroline and Pops, thank you all so much for coming on in this panel. I think it was fantastic. We get a lot of people... Uh, great information. I'll give you all one last second to uh, uh, plug where people can find you and where they can follow you and everything like that. David, go ahead and start. 
Okay. Uh, well, uh, you can check out rarebird101.com for my blog, uh, wildturkeybook.com for my latest info on my book release. Uh, and I also want to give a shout out to John Henderson for setting that up for me. He's an awesome guy. And I want to say thanks to my patrons uh, and my Kickstarters who helped uh, get this book off the ground. And uh, and then on my socials, if you want to uh, follow me or check me out, it's, it's at rarebird101 on Instagram and at rbird101 on Twitter. And also people that were drinking, everybody wants to know what you're drinking during this as well. Do you really want to know? I mean, we know it's turkey. <laughs> Wild Turkey 101. It's the new 2020 release or something like that. When that's that, right. that I saw on Instagram. That's right. That's mm -hmm. right. Good stuff. New Riff Single Barrel from Justin's House of Bourbon. There you go. There you go. And Caroline, just give people an idea. Where is Justin House of Bourbon as well? Because I saw some people in the chat asking about it. We have got a location in Louisville. It's still currently closed, but hoping to change that soon. Um, that is at uh, 101 West Market. And then a location in Lexington at 601 West Main on the corner of Main and Jefferson. And then make sure you check out Go Bourbon and all yes. the all the resources as well. So GoBourbon.com is the Bourbon Review website. Um, we are at uh, Bourbon Review on Instagram. Um, and House of Bourbon is at House of Bourbon KY on Instagram. I am at CH Paulus on Instagram. There you go. She's a social media like wizard. Like she's 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 going back and forth between all these accounts, like always trying to post. So. I only have five right now. <laughs> it's a lot to keep up with. It is. All right, Pops, your turn. All right, so I'm drinking um, a barrel pick we did recently at Four Roses uh, called the Constant Gardener in uh, honor of Dan Gardner, our favorite uh, brand ambassador from Four Roses. And you can find us at bourbonbanter.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, at all all your favorite all your favorite social accounts at uh, Bourbon Banter. Um, so drop us a line, check us out, check out the podcast, and uh, we're glad we could spend some time with everybody today. Awesome. Cheers, y'all. Take care. Guys. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much.